0: Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate and speaker, Jacquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jacquel Lane, your hostess of Education with an Edge, the podcast dedicated to all things children because we believe that every child matters and you should too. I am so very honored and excited to have my dear friend Dan Har on the podcast with me today. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> um, I am going to brag on him a little bit, and then we're going to get right into some great questions for y'all. So uh, Dan, as an Omaha native, he has embraced his passions from finance to sales, marketing, and recruiting. However, he found his place within DEI and ERGs. As a diversity, equity, and inclusion professional, ERG strategist, and aspiring ally, Dan is well known for his work in Omaha and for being a nationally recognized DEI consultant. All Also, he recently joined Schooler as their new DEI manager, and he is excited to uplift their DEI footprint and maximize their efforts moving forward. From cultivating an impact within various aspects of DEI, strategy, analytics, and marketing, and ERGs, structure, design, and innovation, Dan embraces his passion through purpose. Thank you so much for being here again, Dan.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: I had to brag on you like just a little bit because I think <laughs> you're amazing. You are amazing. Um, so Dan, fully un- understanding your remarkable story from the beginning is essential. What were your upbringing and childhood like?
1: Oh man. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so my upbringing—I was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. So a lot of people are like, "Are oh, you from Omaha?" And I'm like, "Yes, I'm from Omaha, born and raised." And like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Like, in that, you leave it at that. But Omaha's good. Yeah. Um. So, born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska, West Omaha, to be exact. I went to, don't really like talking about this, but it's, we'll get to why I don't like talking about it in it's a few seconds. It's part of who you are. Exactly. Yes. I uh, went to grade school all my life, K through 12. Mm-hmm. And then I left, I went to Northwest Missouri State, go Bearcats. Hey. Once Bearcat, always Bearcat. And then came back into... Back to Omaha to be closer to my family, my nephew. My nephew is basically, I'm a gunkle. So if anybody knows a gunkle, I'm a gay uncle. I love So gunkle is that kind of terminology. And that's why I kind of say I don't like talking about the Catholic background. Because back then, and hopefully it's changed since then, um, being uh, closeted and being gay was definitely a challenge, especially in a red state. Yeah. So I think I don't really like talking about the past due to the fact that I was a little hurtful. Hurtful, but challenging at times. But I think now we're in a time that we can uplift that and say, you know what? We have diversity of thought. We have diversity of people and lived background experiences. And how can we uplift that, especially within the LGBT sector, as well as different other demographics out there?
0: Absolutely. And I love it. Uh, I do have to interject. I love like how much you love your nephew. And like that relationship <laughs> is super special. So if you know Dan, he's like the greatest. I wish I would have had you as, an,
1: as a gunkle growing up because you,
0: you're very... You do amazing things with the little guy.
1: (laughs) Well, now he's getting older. So now he just looks at me. He's like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay. um, Can we get the old Noah back in? Because this new Noah is just like, "Mm, I'm good. I have my (laughs) tablet. I'm fine. I'm like, I want to take that tablet and throw it in the river.
0: That's right. <laughs> no, it's it's such a special relationship you two have, so that's sweet. Um, so you're passionate about so many things, and you're so involved in so many things, but some of the issues that you're most passionate about are DEI work and the support of the LGBTQIA2S plus community. So can you tell us about this and how and and why this passion started? Yeah,
1: so it's... Been definitely a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so DEI, if no one knows, is stands for Diverse, Equity, and Inclusion. And uh, some people think it's a buzzword. Some think it's a fad. It's not a fad. It's also important for not only person a one's personal journey, but also a business. Yeah. How you're going to diversify your products? How you're going to diversify your clientele? How are you going to really make your business known? So I kind of stumble upon Diverse, Equity, Inclusion throughout my years of going from marketing into finance into sales and then recruiting but then it kind of all led back into my love of people and showcasing that we need to extend that table and welcome people in with some new fresh ideas fresh blood fresh insight perspectives if you have the same people at the table you're going to get the same results and if you don't bring in different people you're going to miss out on that either top talent We're going to miss on that brand new idea that like, you know, you know, when you look at people like uh, products, and like, I wish they had that when I was little. I'm like, right? oh, have they they invented this yet? And I was like, and you Google it and you're like, oh, they're invented it. I missed the mark. (laughs) So why miss the mark when you should be extending that table and inviting those people to the table? I'm going to quote my work wife. I always call her my work wife. I always will. uh, Candace Jones, a.k.a. Candy. Uh, her famous quote and a quote that I live by is say my name when I'm not in the room. Oh, wow. So how can we start saying people's names who are not in the room, bring them to the table and get their voices to be heard. It doesn't have to be the same leader or the same person over and over again. Mm -hmm. We know we look up to leaders every single day and they have a presence, but also how can we extend that presence and expand that time for people else to talk and get their spot in the spotlight.
0: I love that. Okay, I'm going to make you repeat that quote because that was so powerful one more time and we're going to give another shout out to Candy because that's a well-deserved and I want that to like stay in our listeners' minds.
1: So the famous quote is, say my name when I'm not in the room. Wow, okay. That's what every, okay. So it's, it kind of builds on sponsorship. Absolutely. Really trying to... You can, you know, uplift someone while they're in the room and you can make that person blush and be like, "Oh, thanks, really." And like get nervous and flustered. Right. But I think it speaks volumes when that person goes into another room and says, "You know what? You should meet Candy. You should meet Jacqueline. Yes. You should meet Bob, yes. Susie Smith." Yes. Joe, Dominique, I you can meet all of them. But without people introducing those individuals, the other people are going to miss and how they can be like, oh, I didn't know you know this person. Yeah. Let me introduce you. Yeah. Simple as that.
0: And you, I have to say, I have to interject this, you walk the walk by that, Dan. Like you are so relationship oriented. You were one of the first people when I entered in the DEI community that connected me to so many people. And that's just anyone that knows you, that's the kind of heart that you have. And you lead with that and you lead with your authenticity. And so I just think that's so refreshing. And I thank you. I really do. Well, thank you. Yeah. And so many other people feel the same way about you. So, Well, it's good to know that. Uh, so your name's being said when you're not in the room,
1: but then awesome. I'm per- then bringing on. I'm excited. No one tells me about it. So hopefully all good things. That's what I'm saying. It is. But also on the other part for the LGBTQIS2S uh, plus, and I probably butchered that and I do apologize. No. Y'all we, um, our community is ever growing and ever evolving. And that's the beauty of my community. And I think, especially in a red state mm. and especially, um, Even now, just recently we had shootings in Colorado. Yes. A a gay bar. Yes. And, uh, or what seemed to be a safe queer space. And queer is an okay word. FYI. We're retaking that word back.
0: Reclaiming its power.
1: Exactly. But an opportunity to just uplift them because we still have that hate. And we want to, like we're normal people through and through. And don't judge us based off who we love or who we are attracted to mm-hmm. because that doesn't diminish, doesn't uh, mm-hmm. take away our power or our strength or our talents. Mm-hmm. We're just unique. Yeah. So, some people might call us weird. I don't like the word weird. I like unique because it makes that perspective a little bit more authentic and maybe brings that curiosity to mind. So, I'm like, let me ask a question. And I think people who are scared to ask those questions are the ones that feel threatened. Yes. And our community, you know, we might be out there loud and proud with so much rainbow secrets and glitter and people are like, don't touch me. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who's also glitterized his beard for a lot of prides. Um, Love it. I'll do a tutorial on that later, later. down the road.
0: <laughs> we'll upload that later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think it comes down to just making sure everyone know that the community that I'm a part of, um, that I'm proud to be a part of, we're all different. We all look different. We all come from different backgrounds, but we still love the same as everyone else. And trying to raise that awareness to people and saying, we're not different than you and I. Absolutely. We just have different, uh, we are different, but we're not that much different. And how can we challenge everyone to you know, open their hearts, open their ears and listen mm-hmm. to understand versus listening to respond?
0: Yes. Yes. And also just the acknowledgement that love is love, right? Mm-hmm. It's the universal language and yep. that there is, I have to thank you for a couple of reasons for being on this podcast, but the reason that this was even designed was because there's so many young people that are out there. And I know that your journey wasn't always easy. I know that the path that you walked wasn't always easy and we've lost so many of our brothers and sisters Um, in the LGBTQIA2S plus community to suicide Um, and there's severe bullying that still goes on and as you said there's still hate that goes on like the shooting that just recently happened but there are young people out there and there's going to be someone young person that listens to this that's gonna say like look at him though like he made it like I'm gonna be okay Mm -hmm. and like it's worth it if we can, if we can do that, if we can speak out and we can reach the one, you know, I feel.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so you have extensive life experience in the, in the corporate world, um, working experience in the corporate world. What things do you feel need to change to make these spaces more inclusive?
1: Well, that is a loaded I question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a follow-up question. <laughs> I know I'm just hard hit.
1: I it. think the first part is, um like you said earlier, is like walking the talk, yeah, or talking the walk and really showcasing it and making sure that if you're doing this line of work, whether uh your company is investing into diverse equity inclusion or looking into investing into more and building on that sense of belonging is to really build the case for it not only internally but externally. Mm-hmm. Because you're not only looking at it from a recruitment standpoint to recruit that top talent, but you're also doing it from the retention part of retaining that top talent. Yes. And if that inner, you know, inner circle or inner workforce is toxic, but you are preaching a different message, people are going to have the wrong sense of idea. And I think that is where kind of some companies or some corporate standings kind of miss the mark because they may be just looking at for the diverse cycle inclusion for on their business case. Mm -hmm. And we can keep on repeating ourselves until we're blue in the face. Here's the metrics. Here's the analytics. Here's the business case. Why diverse cycle inclusion is so important. But I think a lot of people miss the mark that that's the business reason, Mm -hmm. but what's the personal reason. So I'd want to challenge uh, leaders and people who have a place at that table to make those decisions to ask the question and I'll, I'm going to kind of not quote, but kind of stand by my, one of my mentors, Angela Cooper Yes. of bringing into the practice of what's your, why, what is your diverse, equity inclusion? Yeah. Why, why is this important to you? Do you have someone in your family who do you or someone in your family, you know, represent the LGBT community? Um, do you have someone, a person of color that means so deeply to you? Mm-hmm. Do you have a, maybe a single mom that's raised you? Yes how can you really uplift their voices or uplift their, your background to say, you know what, this was important to me. This is how I got here. How can I make this possible for someone who's living in the same shoes as me? And I think that personal reason will help that business case really levitate to a maximum saying, you know what I've seen the business case. Now I interconnected with my personal reason why. Mm -hmm. So, Let me showcase on how I can make a stamp. uh, How can I make a movement moving forward? Whether you're leading a department, whether you're leading the business, or whether you're just a manager of a small team, how can you show up in that way?
0: And I love what you said, how like leading from the emotional standpoint or leading from your heart. I think a lot of times people don't um, realize the importance of issues until it affects you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I talked to um, an owner of a company the other day, and they're like, I didn't really think about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion until my son came out, right? Yeah. And now this individual is doing all of this advocacy and all of this work um, to support that commu- this community. And I think that's really powerful. And I also want to take a moment and give a shout out to Miss Angela Cooper, because we both love her. <laughs> and she was, like, doing this work before... I mean, for a long, long time before it was kind of even, mm-hmm. you know, the buzz, not to say that it is a buzzword, but the, the before it was, you know, what it is today. And yeah. so she's really um, a trailblazer. So
1: And she's also her. my former boss. Former so, boss, yeah, I know. She's the one <laughs> who got me into this place. <laughs> she's so the one, yeah. I'm like, I always have a big uh, place in my heart for her and her family to... Saying, you know what, she saw something in me that not a lot of other people saw, and she gave me the opportunity. So I'm very grateful and thankful.
0: And look at you now. Yeah. It just takes one person to see those like gifts and talents. And exactly. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: But I would challenge. So I know that we say like it doesn't happen until it's personal. People kind of really have the buy in, but I know that there's like, especially with the LGBT community, like maybe someone in your family. You did come out and it did affect them, but they didn't make that personal connection and they took it the wrong way. Right. I'm not saying that it takes that personal connection to really make an impact because it could, you know, do the opposite and they could say, this goes against this, this goes against this. So I really challenge everyone. It's not A lot of people are not going to have that understanding or that awareness that they need to, but just... Let everyone know that diversity and inclusion is not check off the box. It's a journey. So how are you going to embrace your journey on your own time Mm -hmm. and be okay with asking the questions? No question is a dumb question. Right. But also the way that you approach that question, that is up to you and how you can approach it in a respectful manner, but also in a way that is bringing that curiosity to the forefront versus just assuming or just thinking or overthinking. I, hey. Yo, let y'all know I'm a person and I over, Jacqueline knows that me, that sometimes I overthink on too many, on personal cases do. or professional. I'm like, what about this? What about this? I'm like, no, take it in. So I think it comes down to, you know, just level it, leveling with people and saying it's a journey, take it slow. And if you have any questions, ask. Yes. And if you're lost, look for, reach out, you know, pull over, ask for directions. Yeah. Or even take a time to pause, reflect, and then see where you want to go with that. And if it's still kind of questioning, then maybe that's when you can reach out to people.
0: Yeah. No, those are excellent recommendations. Because I think oftentimes, Dan, like people just don't know where to start, mm-hmm. you know? So... Um... That's extremely sound advice for someone that's just, that's wanting to learn more and that's wanting to, you know, broaden um, not only their business, but their social circle and the people that, you know, they surround themselves with, which I think is a good step too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So what if, this is like one of my favorite questions because I don't do well with this. Um, (laughs) What are some of your favorite ways to incorporate a balanced life into your daily routine? So like, do you use mindfulness, meditation? He is a workout freak. I know this because Dan (laughs) is my friend and we're very like competitive. So I'll, he's like the only person up that's who's up at 4.30 like me. But um, I mean, I know your workout routine is very important to you, but like well-being in general, like what's your philosophy and, and what do you do? to stay centered
1: you know what that is just like diverse second inclusion it is a journey it's a journey um <laughs> just to love it with y'all uh when I was growing up I was morbidly obese I was the fat kid I you know ate my feelings I did everything because I was hiding as well as this
0: guy has 0.0 body fat so that's very I, hard I to do believe I not
1: have 0.0 <laughs> body fat and just FYI but So, like, my brother was a star athlete, so he was looked up upon every... He's like, oh, David's doing this, and David's doing that. Sorry, David, I'm saying your name. (laughs) And, yes, it's David and Daniel, two Ds. Uh, (laughs) We get mixed up a lot, apparently, but he's taller than I am. But it's just... He got all the and glory and I'm over here I'm like okay what's for lunch what's for dinner what's cuz yeah. I would be the one who's home alone eating dinner by myself cuz they're out at a game right. and I would try to fit in with ba- like basketball or soccer or anything and it just didn't fit right because a no one was at my games yeah or they came they were very yeah like I know you're faking it. What's going on here? <laughs> so I'd eat my feelings. And then when you get to high school, you're working in fast food restaurants. So you're definitely right. eating your feelings. Right. I I worked at Coldstone. I, right. I worked at Panchero's. I worked at Milio's. My like sandwich, ice cream, and Mexican. Sign me up, I'm good. <laughs> I think it didn't get to me until college of really finding my voice and finding what I want to do. So I started working out and then I started challenging myself. So I did my first male physique competition and I I want to do another one, but it's an all balance and kind of just trying things out and what works best for you. So I tried meditating. I don't like doing it quiet because then I start laughing randomly and I'm like, um, this is awkward, but for some individuals it's powerful. And, um, I think you just gotta try things out. I love going out for going outside for walks, not yes. in this cold, but when it's nice outside, going for a walk and putting on a podcast or playing music and just going and losing yourself with the nature of just yeah. let me just walk this off. Or if, like, during the summertime, I in the past couple months I have gone through a transition of, you know, different struggles personally and professionally at times that going for a walk just helped me clear my head. Yeah. Kind of take out, I turn off my phone off silent and I was like, all right, I'm just listening to music. I called me. I didn't pick up. Yeah. I didn't answer because I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this walk around this lake. And once I'm done, if I need to do it again, I'll do it again. Because mm-hmm. just trying to challenge yourself and look at different ways of getting active, you're releasing those endorphins yes. and kind of quoting Legally Blonde. Love it. <laughs> just like, once you release those endorphins, you know, endorphins make people happy. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. Right. <laughs> That's off the movie, people. That's off the movie. But it's just to the point that those endorphins definitely kick in and they can boost your mood on so many different levels. Yeah. And I think people, some people, they might not know how to start or where to go. So do something that makes you happy yeah. in a safe way. Yes. In a legal way.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I think like so many young people, um, like they didn't, and at least when I was going to school, um, didn't talk about like coping mechanisms or like Mm -hmm. mental health wasn't as much of a priority when I was growing up. Um, It's probably why I've, you know, dedicated a lot of my life to it. And then being a teacher, just seeing it over and over, like the struggles that kids have. Because when we're young, You know, and it might not even be the parent's fault or, you know, life moves really, really fast, right? Or the caregiver's fault. But it's like having, as you said, like those coping mechanisms or strategies, whether it's working out or meditating or, or playing, um, some kind of a game outside for a while or just talking with a friend on the phone, all of those things can make you happy. It can change Mm -hmm. your state, right? Which is so important because I think sometimes, at least for me, um, you can get, you know, you can kind of go down the rabbit hole of like negativity. And sure. then so, it, you know, giving those kiddos like some kind of tools that they can work with. And and I think that's, I, I appreciate you sharing your story and being vulnerable because once again, someone would look at you and that's what's wrong with our society, right? We, we don't see the full picture, right? I, I, you know, someone would look at you and would say, I can't even imagine that. You know, I can't even imagine that it that at one time. Um, you struggled with weight or struggled with that. So um, I do appreciate your vulnerability in that sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes, like people will probably look at me and see a picture of me and they see a, a cisgender white male, and they're like, okay, he's talking about diverse and inclusion next. Right, right. And I fully get that. Mm-hmm. I fully understand that I have a privilege. And I think people who do look like me and who are in my race have a, a huge privilege. And we need to utilize that privilege in a way that is maximizing, like using Candace's quote, say other people's names when they're not in the room. Yeah. Because we don't always have the answers. Yeah. And I definitely don't have always have the answers. And I look towards my, I, uh, my mentors, my support, my friends, or even just, I love LinkedIn. So I randomly reach out to people like, Hey, I saw you did this and I've seen you're doing great things. I would love to have a time to connect with you and just get to know you a little bit more and bring in that curiosity. You might get shot down. It's okay. You might actually get a yes. I have connected. One of my mentors, H Walker is now the chief diversity officer for boys and girls club. Amazing. And I was like, who would and he is he used to work at McDonald's and he invited me to speak at McDonald's a few years back and I was like I never had this opportunity if I did not just take that chance and I think even dealing with youth and dealing with younger individuals like don't get me wrong I suffered with my weight I suffered with depression I suffered with uh, multiple attempts of suicide and um and I've had uh, financial issues I have been homeless I've been, experience a lot of different things and some of those things just within the past two years Mm -hmm. we gotta be mindful that every day is a new day and also it's taken me a while and I'm still getting to learn this is you're in charge of your wheel or your boat or your car whatever kind of thing you're driving (laughs) you're in charge so if you're not happy try to get away or see kind of or kind of pick up on those red key red flags and be like okay am i in a safe spot that i probably need to reach out to someone or maybe do i just need to take a step back like me and you are both extroverts we yes. love dealing with people <laughs> yes but we also know that when we're out and about so much we're go 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 we get burnt out yes but we don't have the opportunity to really capture that until it's too late yeah so trying to keep you know each other in check other people asking for people saying, hey, you want to do this? Okay, I've seen you out five days a week this week. Can you just at least take one day for yourself? Yes,
0: yes. And I do. I'm so grateful for you in my life for that because that is something <laughs> that I that I struggle with um, quite a bit. And so um, I appreciate that. And you gave such great advice, Um Because my next follow up question, and I don't want it to be redundant, but I just don't want to miss it, Mm -hmm. is that since this podcast is dedicated to youth and mental health awareness, what would you say to encourage a young person in today's society struggling with mental health issues?
1: You're not alone. Yeah. And also. Trust me, I am 33 years old and this is one thing that I continue working on for myself is don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. And if you um, if you don't know how to ask for help, maybe start journaling, mm-hmm. and then read it a day later and see where you're at. I have some journal uh, I've written on post-it notes, I wrote on notepads, and I've kept some over the years. And it, it's pretty dark of what I've wrote when I was in high school or back in college. And I was like, these are my dark years, okay. Yeah. But you can see that you've you know your journey continues. Yeah, there's gonna be a tomorrow. And if it, there's not going to be tomorrow, heaven forbid, yeah, embrace that day for what it's worth. And embrace and just say, okay, try to make it through the next day. And if you can't make it through the next day, make it through the next hour. And if you can't make it through the next hour, make it through the next minute. And just keep on focusing on different things like that. As well as keep yourself busy if you really need to do that. Or if you want to, I've learned this thought the hard way. I'm not a nap taker but my partner definitely knows Is like okay you just need to go take a nap because i can't deal with you right now i'm (laughs) like what and you're like you're up at four and they don't get off work until about 10 yeah so the only time i get to see them is at the wee hours of the night and so by the time like i stayed up from four all the way to like 10 30 and like hey like all right let's go out and see some people like sure and they're like you are going to be crabby in 2.7 seconds. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. And then once we go out, I'm either falling asleep or I'm like, oh, I doesn't want to go home. And they're like, you're really fun to hang out with. So powers of nap. Also, remember to eat because I get hangry. Yes. But kind of just picking up on those cues or even asking your friends like, you know what? Is there anything that I can work on? Powerful of feed uh, feedback. Mm-hmm. And sometimes feedback is going to be hurtful. Trust yes. me. Yes, yes. But sometimes it's gonna be useful. Yes. So it's definitely a journey. Things are gonna hurt, some things are gonna stick, some things you just be like, N- N- yeah, we're good.
0: I love it. And such good advice, seriously. Um, you know, many young people are also going through obstacles right now. We've just and I hesitate to say this because we're not out of it, but you know, we went through a very traumatic season with COVID. We're still in the midst of dealing with that now um but also just like the tumultuous times in our world right and so many young people are going through obstacles right now in one way or another what is one obstacle um that you would say is the biggest obstacle that you faced and overcome
1: oh voted questions over and <laughs> over Jeez. i
0: know i told you just keep them <laughs> on. On coming keep them coming
1: um I think uh, an obstacle that a lot of people face, especially now and me, is some individuals or you know some cadences that you bring into of maybe uh, the lack of understanding of where they're coming from, yeah, or the lack of um, knowing each other's story on both sides. Mm-hmm. I think that is definitely a thing because um, you know, one one party says this, the other party says this, and you're stuck in there like I don't know. Mm-hmm. As well as um. I would not, I used to, I still believe in social media, the power of social media on a positive avenue, but also like, especially for the youth listening to this, like social media is not everything. Right. Like I just said earlier, my nephew is on his tablet. Yeah. Yes. He's playing games. He is not on Facebook or Instagram, but he will be one he day. He will
0: be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, you can get a hundred likes on a photo. I'm on LinkedIn and I get a hundred likes on a photo. I'm like, oh, I am awesome. You're amazing. I am, I'm, I'm doing it. But it doesn't mean much at the end of the day. No. You can take a great photo. You can make a phenomenal post that touches so many people. But also you're more than that. Yeah. So I would challenge the youth to look at social media as a way of, you know, Getting interacted with your friends, but in a healthy demeanor. Yes. As well as look at a way that don't put all your information out on there. Exactly. We don't need to hear about everything going on in your life, mm-hmm. as well as you're going to be put in by doing that. Some people are going to use that to your disadvantage. Dangerous situations. Yes. Like we're locate, uh, putting where your location's at. Mm, do you really want people to find you? No. Do you wanna tell them that you did poorly or you're doing this or doing that? Because some people have, you know, intentions to some let's just be honest, some people don't like me. Some people don't like you, and some people don't like a lot of people. And they're probably gonna look for ways to bring you down. I've experienced that on multiple levels and me soul searching for like years of being like, Why do they do that? Right. But I will Probably never know. Mm -hmm. So I think it comes down to just being, you know, reasonable with what you want to share, keeping what what you want to share private and what you want to share public. Mm -hmm. And that's your choice and be okay with that. And hey, you're going to fail. Trust me. I failed. You failed. Yes. We've all failed. We've all failed. But try to get to the cadence of, you know what, let's use this for the good versus using it like a diary. Yes. Keep your diary separate from Facebook and Instagram, please. (laughs) Because we don't need to know all the information. Because trust me, I overshare when I was in college because Facebook just got introduced. I'm like, oh, I'm... It's like, what are you... Like, the saddest thing was like, what are you doing now? And I was like, Dan is doing laundry, doing homework, (laughs) and then going out. And everyone's like, I got no likes on that status, FYI. (laughs) But I'm like, I don't need to be telling people what I'm doing. Right. And they don't need to know what I'm doing. And I there's a quote I heard. I don't know if it's a quote or if it's a saying, but... One thing I want the youth to take away from this is I heard people say this and I've heard it over and over just recently is even, especially with the new year coming, yeah. you know, you have new year's resolutions, you have goals, mm. don't announce your goals, don't announce your resolutions, but be okay with promoting and uplifting your progress yeah. because at least you know that you're tra- you're making strides to that goal. Because if you put that goal out there or if you say, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds or if I want to lose 20 pounds, then you're going to have an opportunity for those haters to come in and mm, I don't see you losing any. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I want to get a new job. I still see you at the same job. Mm-hmm. But making progress of working on that and saying, hey, you want to read five books a month? I read five books this month. Sweet. Bring it on the next month. And people are like, why are you doing this? You know the end goal. You know why. Right. And that's what's important. So. Always realize what's important to you. And if you're proud of yourself, uplift that. And once you reach your goal, announce that. Yeah. Because people are going to see that you see your progress and be like, wow, you actually did it. And I saw your journey through it. And they're going to uplift your journey on the way. Yeah, you're going to have some people kind of bad mouth here and there. But you're going to have some people randomly DM you. And I have someone randomly DMing me yesterday. I was like... You're smiling 10 times more now. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. And keep doing it. And to me, that brought a smile to my face versus, like, the five other ones, like, mm. like, so all the youth out there, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a challenge. Your teen years are going to be challenging. Challenging. Your 20 years are are going to be challenging and everyone says the 30s are great well i'm 33 and it's still a little bit challenging so maybe <laughs> when i get to the mid 30s it might be more th- more enjoyable but i think at the end of the day it's still a journey and i'm still going so see where we're gonna be ending we're well, not ending anytime soon but see where it's going to be headed and see what it's going to be you know In the next chapter.
0: Yeah. Because you never know, like, something phenomenal could happen literally the next day, you know? So you never know when, like, lightning's going to strike in a positive way.
1: And also some negative things could bring out some positive outcomes. It might just take a while.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I have experienced some, beginning of this year, uh, there was a lot of negativity in my life on different spectrums. And it took about, you know, three, four, even six months to... See, okay, that had to happen because this is where I'm at. Where it had to happen for me to open up my eyes to see this. Yes. So don't take uh, one bad cadence or occasion or one thing that broke you down or thinking you hit rock bottom because maybe the next day something's going to bring you uplifting or it's probably not going to be the next day, next week, next month, three months from now. It's going to get better. It's
0: going to get better, Yeah. yeah. Such powerful advice. Um, so since this is a podcast dedicated to education and I used to be a teacher and I love teachers, did you have a favorite teacher growing up?
1: My mom would probably want me to tell say it's her. But, <laughs> but my mom never taught me, though. She got to teach my brother. Oh. She was her PE teacher. Oh, cool. And I was like, the year that I... Sorry, kindergarten. My mom transferred schools, Oh. and I'm like, okay. I, <laughs> I see. You. I, see you. I see. I who's, see who's. I see who's your favorite child. All right, fine. <laughs> um, oh, man, I have so many good teachers out there. That I think um, one great teacher that I had was uh, Paula Elgert. Oh, she. I went to St. Vincent Paul, mm-hmm. and uh, she was uh, the special ed teacher. And I suffered from, I still suffer from ADD, and you know when you're young, they don't. Back then, they didn't know how to diagnose that, so they're like, "Oh, you're in special ed. Here you go." But she'd able to walk through and help me, as well as I've stayed connected with her even to this day. So I've seen um, her, her family grow, and her boys now in college. I'm like, now I feel really old. Oh man, yeah, but. Yeah, Paula was a great teacher as well as I had a lot of great college professors stick through me. Um, Cindy, uh, Cindy I forgot, starts with an S. She's at Northwest Missouri State. She wrote a resume book writer and she kind of, she gave it to you straight. She's like, okay, real world is not going to be like this. Right. You got to get your head in the game or you got to get out. <laughs> right. And she would be like that noble teacher be like, boom, yeah. you needed that. You need that. Because I think you need that reality, especially in high school, like okay, high schoolers, if you're listening, learn how to write a check, mm-hmm. learn how to budget, <laughs> learn how to finance, because that was not taught that's to really
0: me. That's really important.
1: And let's just say this is coming from someone who has student loans and credit card debt. I wish someone would teach that to me back in the day because <laughs> I'm just learning about it now and it's kind of difficult. So set yourself up for success.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Um, I know, and we just talked about this, so I feel bad asking this question, but not really. I'm going to ask it anyway. So what I are, say, when do you really feel bad asking the question? I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't feel bad. I take it back. Um, what are some of your goals for 2023?
1: Hmm.
0: And you can be quiet. You can be like, you can be, because we just talked about, like, keep your goals closed.
1: Well, I think, um, and the funny thing is, uh, me and my partner were talking about this a few weeks ago, just because, they work with youth as well. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so we had someone bring in and talk about it And for a good, healthy relationship, uh, share your goals with them. <laughs> and I'm like, and this is through text. I'm like, okay, this is a random text, AKA, but alrighty, um, I'm like, all right, babe, uh, can we talk about this in person? Because like, what do you, like, what kind of goals are you talking about? Like financial, personal, professional. Right. And like, I'm wanting kind of that designated like direction of what kind of goal they want to hear. Right. And I also, I want to, I want to know what people want to hear versus me just like bombarding them like, oh, here's like 5 million things. They're like, I was just asking about one. <laughs> I need that clarification. I would and that And that word clarification is really stuck into my partner's brain. He's like, can we stop asking for clarification already? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Corporate world just want clarification on a lot of things. But um, I think holistically, a goal of mine for 2023 is to continue to work on to be happy. Oh, I so, love that. Yeah. So whatever that is and whatever that brings, um, I think we just need to really strive to be happier. Yes. And, you know, we can say we want to lose weight and that might make us happy. I've lost weight and I still am facing my challenges. So it doesn't fix your challenge. Right. I have, you know... Came into a lot of money at one time. Not a lot of money. Okay, me and a lot of money is like a few hundred bucks. So not like a millions or over here. But coming into money and you think that's going to solve your issues. It's
0: not. It's not.
1: And just, you know, try to find what's going to make you happy. And you're going to struggle. You're going to challenge yourself. But you know at the end of the day that you're doing it to better yourself out. And once you're happier, people are going to be more drawn to you. And they're going to be more excited to be around you. And you're gonna be uplifted in so many different avenues. And it might actually open doors to new opportunities as well as new passions. So I wanna be I wanna to work towards being happier so I can be a better person, not only for me, but the people around me, especially the people that um are near and dear to me, like my partner. Wanna yeah. be a better partner, wanna be mm-hmm. a better son, wanna be a better friend. And how can I do that? I gotta be happier for me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, then I'm kinda of just Wasting their time in the back. Okay, he's a negative Nancy. Next. And I'm sorry for all the Nancy's out there for listening. <laughs> Trust me, I know that the term even Karen is out there. And my friend Karen is like, I, she introduces us to her friends, other people, I'm like, hey, my name's Karen, but I'm not that Karen. <laughs> And so Nancy's, I do apologize. Karen's keep going, but please don't be a Karen, but be a great Karen, like my Karen that I know and dear and love. But I think it comes down to, yeah, my goal is to be. So answer your question. See, this is ADD it in or purple squirrel moment. Oh, I love it. Um, it's good. My goal is to be happier or to be happy and to be content.
0: Yeah. And I think if we can all choose to find the joy in each day, I loved what you said about maybe not anticipating the negativity of the future, but just being present in the here and now. And And it's so hard to do, trust.
1: Or you're trying to like if you're in a relationship and you're trying to like if you can't really read the other person very well and you're like, what do they mean by this? What do they take? And then you're overthinking. Trust me. Overthinking is there. You're gonna definitely do that. You're definitely gonna be going through I'm mean, going to say it's not going to it's a journey and the journey's going to be rocky it's going to be fun. Yeah. So, I just say and the youth is probably listening to me saying like okay, he's repeated like himself 5 million times sneeze stop doing it. But at the end of the day is your journey is yours. So, live it, love it. And if you don't love it, change it.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um so Where can like our viewers, if someone wanted to reach out to you, because Dan is a great mentor, he's a great friend, um, he does so much for our community, if, if, where can our viewers follow your journey on social media, website, etc., promote yourself, baby, promote yourself.
1: And that's the hard thing. For me. I don't usually promote myself. I promote I know, other you know. people. He's
0: very, very humble. I know. So this is your, I'm trying to pay it for I now. know.
1: And I appreciate that. Um, I think the best place to do is uh, find me on LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn more than a lot of other social He's media. He's extremely active. At times I am. Sometimes I like <laughs> to take a social media break, but I think, and even going, I'm going to kind of revert back to what I said earlier for youth of looking at social media is like, I would get a LinkedIn first because mm-hmm. you're growing your professional network, yes. as well as you know that you're not going to be posting all your perf- your personal, personal information out yes. there. Yes. So yes. maybe kind of go through the guidelines of if I wouldn't post this on LinkedIn, should I post this on Facebook and should I post this on Instagram? Ask that before you do that, and that might you know help your journey and out know what to do. But you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Dan Har D A N H A R R Hardy Har Har like a pirate and. Yeah. Yeah, that is a famous saying for your younger generation. It is a saying you probably have heard it on some TV shows. And no, I do not get any royalties. I wish I did because I would, that'd be some money to pay down that debt. But, <laughs> so yeah, feel free to reach out. Um, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, I, um, before I kind of thank our sponsors and close, I just want to say thank you. You are such a beautiful person inside and out. And I've learned so much from you. You're such a good friend to me and so many others. And so my hope and my prayer for you is just that like you keep doing these remarkable things because you deserve it. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. I really can't.
1: Thank you. And thank you to you as well (laughs) for you being a phenomenal person, as well as introducing this podcast, as well as all the things that you're doing within your professional and your personal life. Thank you. I, I'm going to keep pushing you. I know.
0: And I know. you better keep pushing me. me. I'm going to, baby. 4.30 in the morning. I'm randomly hey, texting her, like,
1: um, did you think about this before you did this? And, and then like, she's the one that silenced her phone. And I was like, <laughs> I just saw you silence your phone right when I sent that. Okay, well, I'll remember this. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> but she's very busy, so I understand why.
0: No, no. I'm so grateful for you, for your time, and, um, yeah, and for the – literally, um, for all of the young people that you're going to help with your story. So thank you. Of course. Well, we just want to take a few moments to thank our sponsors, um, betterhelp.com. If you are interested in receiving mental health services, it's an online platform. They do amazing work. Um, to really take the stigma out of uh, mental health and getting support for your needs and also we'd like to thank the Nebraska Foundation for Suicide Prevention thank you thank you for your support of education with an edge and if you're a young person out there that's struggling we just want you to remember that we need your love we need your light Um, and there's always another chapter um, around the corner so uh, thank you all for being with us here today and thank you Dan
1: thank you and also betterhelp.com is definitely amazing i've used it and it's connected me with a great therapist that is lgbt friendly and that has um pushed me and challenged me in ways that i need it so definitely take a look at that
0: yeah um and thank you so much for being with us here today this is jacqueline your hostess of education with an edge and until next time see you soon
1: if you have a question or just want to learn more Go to JaquelleLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Media Production.